Okay, so this week we are talking about service. And, and in this series about being a disciple, uh, we're talking about things that, that make you a disciple. We started with prayer because prayer is how everything starts. It's how you uh, gain salvation, how you ask Jesus for help, how you talk to him, how you build a relationship with him. Um, and, and with sacrifice, with service, a lot of times, and the reason I showed this video is because a lot of times we want everything to be on our terms. We want to dictate everything and how we do it. And so there's a specific type of person we will want to help. Uh, we will want to help people where it feels safe. Now, it's not bad to feel safe in terms of, of you know, feeling safe, uh, whereas if you're in danger, that's trouble. But I'm saying, like, you don't want to help somebody that's not cool enough or somebody who, in the video, you saw somebody who's, like, legitimately homeless, but he wants to help somebody who's kind of okay but because it's okay and, like, he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have to put himself out there. And then the other thing that sometimes we do is we want to help people how we want to help them. So if we think somebody needs to have this in their life or somebody should do this, then we're going to help them get it, even if that's not something they want or need. A and so it's like, well, I want, you, I want to help you be exactly like me. I want to help you have everything that I have. I don't care what you want. A and we kind of do that. Um, a long time ago when I was in Seymour, which is where I came from originally, uh, we went to Chicago on a mission trip and we went to a church on the south side. And, and like the first couple nights, there were actually drive-bys in that area. Uh, nothing that was at us. It was just kind of in the air. And the pastor the next day was talking to me. He's like, listen, sometimes these rich churches come into this area and they make everybody think like, oh, well, you know, we're helping you because you need us because you're not a good enough church without us. And so people in the neighborhood kind of blanch at that. They're kind of like, this isn't right. Like I'm, I'm doing okay. Now, again, Helping them is one thing, but sometimes helping people like the guy in the video is doing where it's like, look at me. I'm going to get a tax write-off, and I'm really cool. Everybody's going to see how I'm helping. You can't live without my help. You can't do anything without my service. You can't do anything without me. That's never true. Now, helping is awesome, and, and there are times that you can help somebody where otherwise they wouldn't have something or wouldn't be able to do something, and that's awesome. But it's never something where they need you. They need Jesus, and they need maybe what you can provide, but it's not because of you. And in that church, like the, the next couple of days, it was fine because they saw we were there to help. We were there to be a part of the service. We were there to be a part of the neighborhood. We were there to, to listen, to, to just worship, to do all of these things. Uh, and so, you know, we were accepted because of that. Uh, some of you guys have been on mission trips, and it's probably kind of the same thing because there are a lot of countries where they definitely need money, and they definitely need food, and they definitely need water, and they definitely need help, and that's important, but sometimes groups will go in there, and it's like, you need us more than this stuff. Like, you need to, to see me. Look, let me pose for this picture so everybody can see me helping, and meanwhile, you have, like, the arm of the person that you're helping because the main thing is me. Uh, you see this with politics and with rich people a lot of the times, not all the time, but a lot of the times where uh, their tax write-offs are so important that they'll like give millions of dollars to charity. That money absolutely helps charity, but they couldn't care less what charity they're giving it to sometimes. They're like, hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. This is why I'm a good person. Helping someone does not make you a good person, but to be a good person, it's important to help people. All of these things matter with service. A and not just helping people that you're comfortable with, but helping people that, that need help, that want help, helping people that are there, and also accepting help. So these are a lot of things we're going to talk about, and I'm going to read scripture from John 13, 1 through 17. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, 
and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. There's a lot of things I want to get before I go on. Now, first, in this, Jesus is showing us how to serve. He's showing us how to be humble. He's showing us how to do something. Thankfully, he's not saying, hey, you have to wash everybody's feet to be a Christian, because that's super gross. But he's saying... This is how you serve. You're lowering yourself. Uh, Jesus was absolutely greater in terms of just about every, every, every metric period than all of the disciples, but he didn't act like it to them. He said, listen, you guys are important. You guys are doing my work. You guys are spreading God's love. I am going to serve you because being a leader means that you serve. Being a leader means that you listen. Being an example means that you help others. Uh, the reason why it's feet is because that's something they actually needed because in those days, you couldn't call an Uber and go drive around town. Uh, you couldn't take a taxi. You couldn't get on a bike. Uh, most people didn't have enough money to have like a camel or a horse or anything. So basically you walked everywhere. And so the disciples and Jesus, they walked everywhere they went. And so what gets dirty when you walk? Your feet. And so they didn't have cool Nike socks or compression shoes or anything like that. They had sandals. Sometimes they were barefoot and they walked around the desert. Gross. You ever walked on the beach? Sand gets everywhere. And so like their feet are gross. And so he goes straight to what they need. Now, he could have washed their hands. Maybe they would have been like, hey, you know, I just washed my hands. I'm cool. But most of them with their feet, they're like, I'll get it later because I'm walking around. And so he went to what they needed the most. He went to the dirtiest part of them. He went to the part that was unclean. He went to the part that, that needed the most attention, and he did it. The other thing that I want to say here is it points out that Judas had already agreed to betray him. But more importantly than that, Judas was in the room. And this is what we get to who you can help and why you should help people. Jesus did not go to Peter and wash his feet and then go to James and then go to John and then go to Judas and be like, nah, sucks to suck and walk away. He washed his feet. He washed Judas' feet. He knew for a fact that Judas had betrayed him. He knew for a fact that Judas was doing the wrong thing. He knew for a fact that the three years he'd spent pouring into to Judas was being wasted by Judas, and yet he still washed his feet. It did not matter what Judas thought of him. It did not matter that Judas hated him at this point. It did not matter if Judas thought, hey, he's going to get away. Whatever the reason was, it did not matter. All that mattered is Jesus said, I'm going to help everyone in this room, and he helped them. You're going to have times in school, times at work, times in college, times in sports, times in whatever else, where you're like, I'm going to I really, you know, I really want to help them because I like them. Uh, I, I really want to help them because they're cool and it'll help my popularity. I really want to help them because everybody else is. I really want to help them because it'll make me look good. But I don't want to help them because they stepped on my toe in third grade and I'm never getting over that. I don't want to help them because they like Purdue. Now, that's a valid reason to not like somebody, but it's not a valid reason to not help them. Uh, and it's like, I don't want to help them because they're Michigan fans. I don't want to help them because they smell. I don't want to help them because they disagreed with me once. I don't want to help them for whatever reason. Jesus could have done that. Jesus was justified in saying, Judas, you've already made your decision. You've chosen against me, and that was true. You've already betrayed me, and you've turned away from Christ. You've turned away from God. You've turned away from your ministry. You've turned away from your life. You've not only betrayed me, but you've betrayed all these men in this room. He could have said that and been completely justified, but in confirmation tonight, and a couple of you were there, uh, we talked about grace, and, and so I want to get to that by saying mercy. Everybody knows the word mercy. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve, so that's like when... Uh, Let's see. When Luke robs a bank 
and and you know he gets he the the cops come up and they're like hey did you rob this bank because that's how cops investigate apparently and then Luke's like yes I did and they're like you know what you're honest uh, I like your glasses I like your shirt you're good and, and they go off now he deserves to go to jail because he committed the crime but he didn't get it they show mercy uh, justice is where you get what you deserve justice is where you get what you deserve so like if Jenna stands up and she walks over and she just clocks Rob in the face and she's like I just I, I I'm so mad that you keep playing running games and I want to play football or whatever I want to do I, I want yeah I realize that not if, not the way the Bengals play and it's like I I I want to I want to be in charge of games next week, Rob. I'm so tired of this. And she just punches him in the face. Now, what she deserves is to be punished. Her parents will get mad at her. Um, maybe she'll be suspended from class, which doesn't actually happen. But, you know, something will happen. Like, she'll get what she deserves would be for Rob to, to call her dad. What would happen? What would she would deserve in that case? The justice would be if Rob called her dad and said, hey. Jenna punched me, and her dad's going to come in, her mom's going to come in, and she's going to get home, and she's going to be grounded. She's going to be in a lot of trouble. And so that's justice. That is justice. Grace is where you get what you don't deserve, and that's where Jesus died on the cross. None of us deserve to go to heaven. Not a single one of us here, not the greatest Christian in the history of time, deserves to go to heaven because everybody has sinned. Everybody has messed up. Everybody has spit in Jesus' face in one way or the other. Everybody has known what the right thing to do is and done the wrong thing. Everybody has lied. Everybody has done something, disobeyed your parents, hurt someone, said something evil about somebody, like whatever. We've all done something wrong, so none of us deserve heaven, but Jesus died so that we could have it. God's love is with you no matter what you do in your life, no matter where you go. And so that's grace. And service is something that Jesus does to show us grace. Judas did not deserve to have his feet cleaned. None of them deserved to have Jesus do it, but he showed them grace. He showed them mercy. He showed them love. That's what is behind helping. It's not tax write-offs. It's not being a part of a mission group. It's not doing something because your parents told you to. It's because Jesus got down on his hands and knees and washed Judas's feet so that we would see, wow, this guy literally was sending Jesus to die, and Jesus still got down and washed his feet and treated him like a person and treated him like a friend and treated him like a better in some ways. And so that's what service is, and that's what the point of this story is. That's what sacrifice is. That's what, how you become a disciple. You help others, not because you want to all of the time, not because somebody tells you to, but because you realize this is how I can be like Jesus. Uh, now, the other, we're going to get a little more before I go on. When Jesus came to Simon Peter... Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand how, what I, now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, uh, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well. Lord, not just my feet. Peter was kind of out there sometimes. Like Peter was very much like, sometimes he's like, oh yeah, you're the Messiah. You're the greatest and I can't wait. And sometimes he's like, you're not really going to die, Jesus. I got this. Uh, and so in this case, he's kind of both. Like he's like, no, 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 you can't do this. I, I, I'm, you're better than me, Jesus, which is, he gets it. He gets that Jesus is holy. He gets that Jesus was his Lord. But then he's like, well, Jesus is like, no, I have to do this. He's like, oh, well, then do everything for me. So like, you know, he goes all over the place. But the point here, there's two points in this one. Uh, one is you have to be willing to accept help. 
Part of being a servant, part of being a disciple is being willing to accept help. I suck at this. I used to be way worse. Uh, there would be times that I would be literally uh, barely able to buy food in a week, barely able to pay bills, barely able to do anything, and I would not even tell anyone that I was suffering, that I was struggling, because I didn't want to, to have pity. I didn't want to have charity. I didn't want somebody to go out of their way to help me, because I didn't feel like I was worth it, was what it comes down to. Uh, and, and Peter here, he's like, no, 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 Lord, I'm not worth this. But Jesus is like, dude, that's not what it's about. It's not about your worth. It's not about my worth. It's about God. It's about his love. And so he helps him. So if you are ever in trouble, be willing to accept help. If you ever need something, be willing to ask for help. It's not where people are going to be like, oh, man, you know what? They just, they're, they're failing calculus class and, and, and they can't get past, they can't get through gym and they can't do any of this stuff and they're asking me to tutor them. I just, they're so stupid. Like nobody is, nobody who loves you, nobody who cares about you is actually going to say those things. If you ask your parents for help, I can promise you they're going to be like, okay. Now they might lecture you and let you know, like, hey, you got yourself into this mess, blah, blah, blah. But they'll help you. They will be there for you. Uh, the youth workers here, they will help you. Uh, adult people in your life that are Christians, I guess all adults are people, but people in your life that are Christians, if you ask for help and you're like, I actually need this and I hate asking, but I have to, be willing to do that and put yourself in their shoes. Whereas if somebody came to you and they have tears in their eyes and they're really suffering, they ask you for help and it's one of your closest friends, you're going to help them. You're going to say like, ah, I have to help you again. You're going to be like, okay. So, like, they see you in that same way. So go to them. Be willing to ask for help. Be willing to accept help. A and also, again, help people in the way that they need. Not everybody needs to be exactly like you. Not everybody needs to have the same clothes taste that you have. Like, if, if you uh, are like, man, you know what? I've got, uh, I don't know, clothes stuff. I, I'm going to go with Ulta because I, for some reason, know that. So, like, I've got all this Ulta makeup, and, and I just, I see somebody else over there that's wearing, like, Myers makeup, and, and, and it's like, they really need my Ulta. And then meanwhile, they're like, I'm okay. And you're, like, trying to force it on me. Like, no, 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 you're not enough without this makeup, or you're not enough without this bingle shirt, or you're not enough. Don't do that to anybody. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough without being exactly like me, without looking exactly like me. You're not enough without eating exactly like me, without thinking exactly like me. That's not how you help people. You help people the way that they need it. You help people the way that God leads you to do it. You help people the way that you can. There will be times that you really desperately want to help someone and you cannot. There have been times in my life, I don't carry cash ever, and so when I go to Chicago especially, like there are a lot of people who are asking for money, and my heart, even I don't care if they're legit or not, I want to give them money. Uh, part of the reason I don't carry cash is because I would. I would give every single person money that asks. That's not a reason for you to ask money. But, but it's like I would want to. But it's a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, especially adult Christians, they fall into this thing of, well, if I give them money, then they're just going to go spend it on alcohol or they're just going to do, do this. That's not on us to decide. We are to show Jesus because, again, Jesus washed Judas' feet. Judas was going to use those feet to go and betray him. He was going to use those feet to go and send him to jail. Jesus didn't say, I don't like your life choices. He said, I'm going to help you because you need it. I'm going to help you because that's who I am. Now, this is in some ways a personal conviction. If you're like, I don't have the money, I don't think I should give money, that's fine. There was somebody a couple years ago who came to Trey County on a Sunday night, and we had like a, a teen thing, not like this, but just like a game thing. And, and they came to the door. I answered the door. They're like, hey, you know what? I don't have any food. Uh, can you give me some money? I was like, I don't have any money on me, but if you wait until after this is over, I'll meet you at McDonald's, and I'll buy you food for you and your family. And so I went and did that. And I'm not saying that to, to be me, but I'm saying because that was a way that I could do something to help them 
uh, and I don't know, maybe they went to like a hundred other people and asked for food. I don't care because I helped them because I felt the Lord telling me to help them. And again, and I'm going to say this over and over again, Jesus washed Judas' feet. So there's not a single person that you're going to meet that has done anything or will do anything worse than what Judas did. And yet Jesus showed them the same humanity, the same mercy, the same grace, the same help that he showed all of the other disciples. Uh, Jesus replied, a person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. So again, it had to be extraordinarily hard for Jesus to walk through life knowing that people were going to betray him. Because Jesus knew what the disciples were going to do before they did it. And again, we focus on Judas, but Peter did something almost as bad. He basically lied and said, I don't know you. Uh, and, and, you know, the other disciples ran. Everybody left him alone. Some of them were willing to fight, but they were all scared. They all were like, we're out of here. Jesus knew the entire time from the time he met them, you know what, this guy that I'm asking to be a disciple, he's going to betray me. And so you get into, well, why did he ask him? Why didn't he go and get somebody else? Like, why didn't he, he go and get Nate to be a disciple? Like, he, he wasn't going to betray him. Why didn't he go do this? But Judas, for whatever reason, could do something that someone else couldn't or he saw something in Judas even though he knew what Judas would do he still had love for him he still had hope for him even knowing that Judas was going to betray him he still had that hope and that love he still wanted to help him he still wanted to help others through him help others to see what God could do through anybody and, and so that's how it went and so Jesus saw all of that so there are going to be people that hurt you and betray you and I'm not saying if somebody abuses you or somebody hurts you or somebody bullies you that you need to go follow them around and buy their food or follow them around and pick up cords so they don't trip over them and follow them around and do everything for them I'm not saying that I'm not saying like the meanest kid in your school that trips you every day and takes your lunch money that you have to go and be like hey can I carry your books because at a certain point you're kind of asking for it at that point but what I'm saying is you also don't have to go talk behind their back and, and say, you know what, that kid over there, he sucks. That kid over there, he's dirty. That kid over there, he's gross. You don't have to do that. You can help who you can help. And sometimes helping someone is by listening. Sometimes helping someone is just by not saying anything. Sometimes helping someone is just by being there and not treating them like they're worthless. Sometimes helping someone is just showing the love of Christ, just showing who you really are, showing who you serve, walking away from a fight, walking away from somebody insulting you. Sometimes helping someone is just being who you really are. And so that's what Jesus is saying. Uh, last part of this scripture. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do, I ha uh, as, do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one that he sent the, sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. He's saying, you're all in this together. Uh, again, one of the things I talked about in confirmation is uh, when you take communion, when you go to church, when you pray, you are putting yourselves on the same uh, level, on the same part as Billy Graham, as C.S. Lewis, as Paul, as Peter, as all of the great Christians in the history of time, because we all serve Jesus and we all are loved by God. And so when you help others, you're also doing that. And so Helping people does not mean you're better than them, and you're not. 
It also doesn't mean that they're better than you, and they're not. Helping people means that God is better, and that God is greater, and that God is with you. Helping people means that, that you are showing them who you truly are. Now, at your age, a lot of you are like, I don't have the money to, to give. I don't have the, the time to do this. I have uh, school, and I have work, and I have practice, and I have home, and I have chores, and I have all this other stuff. Can I go tell mom that I don't have to do chores because Pastor Jeff said I need the help? No, you can't. I mean, you can, but don't, please. Uh, and, and yeah, and so I'm not going to sign anything. And so, and so it's like, well, how can I help? Again, helping does not mean giving money. Helping does not mean taking someone somewhere. Helping does not mean doing something for someone. Sometimes it does, and sometimes we do that. Helping just means that you care about them and you do what you can to meet their needs. Sometimes, again, like I said, it's listening. Uh, sometimes it's some, like the old couple in your neighborhood that, that can't rake the leaves or can't mow the yard. You go, you take your, your lawnmower, your raker. I live in an apartment. I don't know how this stuff works. And you go, and you go, and you... <laughs> And that's yeah. And you go and you go down there sometime and you do it. You don't go ask them, hey, can you give me 50 bucks? Because I just raked your, your leaves and mowed your yard and shoveled your snow all at the same time. And they're like, yeah, you also poured the snow on my yard and like all that stuff. But no, you go and you do it. Or maybe you, you're at home and you see that the trash is full. And instead of taking like your, your cereal cup and your cereal box that you just finished and instead of like stacking it like Jenga on the trash so that you don't have to be the one to take it out you smash it down you take it out you don't wait for somebody to ask you that's right you don't wait for somebody to ask you you don't wait until you're told to you don't wait until you get paid for it you just go do it now that's not to say that if somebody like comes to you and they're like hey will you mow my yard I'll give you five bucks that's fine now five bucks is a little low but yeah, but it, it's, it's like, that's okay. It's not bad to accept money for that. But what I'm saying is there are ways for you to help people. There are ways for you to listen. There are ways for you to be there for others. There are ways for you to show this example of being a servant without giving money, without taking people places, without, you know, really going to another country and, and being a missionary. You can do that here. You can do that every day of your life. Last scripture, Matthew seven twelve. This is one that you'll know. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. This is the golden rule. We all have heard this. It's do to others how you'd like them to do to you. And this applies to this because sometimes we make it so hard to help other people. It's like, well, I've got to figure out this, and I've got to do that. I've got to do this. I've got to, I don't know how to help them. I don't know what to do. If you were in their situation, how would you want to be helped? Ask yourself that question and then do that. Uh, that means you don't necessarily take a Bible with you and hit him in the face and say, hey, I'm doing this because I'm a Christian and you need to be a Christian or else I won't really help you. Sometimes you just go do it and you don't actually say anything to them. And then down the line you realize, hey, wow, even though I never talked to them, even though I didn't say anything, they felt the love of Christ through that and they actually were saved. That's awesome because it's not about us converting them. It's not about us helping them. It's about us showing who Jesus is every day of your life and that's something you can do at any age, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are. That's something that you can always do. So be on the lookout for ways to help others. Be on the work lookout for ways to be a, a server, to be to give sacrifices, to do things for other people, to wash the feet of Judas, to stand there like Jesus, and to be a disciple, because that's what we all should be doing all of the time. That's all I got.